Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this Wednesday morning, July 28th, as we get into the Word of God again, because we do it every morning where we get into the Word of God and we pray. We've been talking a little bit about worldviews and we've been discussing this area of creation and evolution. And the question always comes up, does it really matter? How much does it really matter whether you believe God created us, especially precisely as the Bible would say, as I believe, in six days, literal days? How much does that really matter versus isn't it okay to believe in evolution? I mean, isn't evolution itself such an incredible, miraculous process, such, shall we say, almost an impossible process that uh, can't we praise God or give glory to God for this evolutionary idea. I understand, you know, this this topic, a lot of people want to avoid it. And I think there's several reasons. Number one, it's, it's controversial. And it's understandable that people want to avoid controversy, especially in our efforts to lead people to Christ. We don't want to you know, just talk about things that are going to cause people to think we're crazy, stupid, deny of sci- deniers of science, etc., etc. And so it's easy to say, let's just kind of avoid this topic. It's, it's one we can't win on. So let's not be controversial on something we're going to lose the argument. Other people, in all honesty, it, it requires a lot of heavy thinking. It really does. And some people just aren't into science, and they're not into deep theology either, or deep, you know, they read the Bible devotionally, and, you know, it's a right brain, left brain type thing, where they're just less interested in some of the engaging at the level of discussion in this particular area. They're more interested in other things. They're more interested in other aspects of following Christ and and of knowing God than they are in engaging in discussion or debate or research in this area of the creation evolution. They're not into science that much, and they're not into deep Bible interpretation. There may be other reasons why people don't, you know, uh, would rather not get involved in this. But the question becomes, is it really that important? And I'd like to suggest today that it is. And I'd like to give you a couple of reasons why, why really resolving this question is important. Number one, because Romans 1 tells us, as we've been seeing here recently, that the key to people falling away from God, individuals and societies both, the first step is that they would not honor him as God or give thanks. <coughs> Excuse me. And specifically, they would not honor him as God as their creator. Romans 1 verse 20, for even though they knew, for since the, the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes, his divine nature and eternal power have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made. I think a strong case could be made that the falling away in the United States, in Europe, throughout the world, falling away from faith in God and from the Christian faith and the loss of respect, generally respect for the Bible in our culture. I think a strong case could be made that the number one intellectual culprit for this is the theory of evolution. And a turning away, because evolution 
provides an answer now. You don't need God anymore. It answers the big question, how did we get here? Well, for years, you know, people, for centuries, people who didn't want to believe in God, they didn't have an answer to that question. And after Darwin now, they seem to have, they believe they have found the answer. And so we see that it's important because Romans 1 predicts people would fall away for this very reason, and it's what we've seen play out in history. But there's a second thing, and this is what really gets me about the evolution and that is this, since becoming a Christian and since engaging in this discussion on the campuses over the last number, of, you know, last few decades, actually, I've become far, far more interested in understanding and exploring, discovering the physical world. Why? Because it's been a, it, to me, it has been a natural outgrowth of my love for God. In all honesty, back I was never all that interested in science until I became a Christian. And upon becoming a Christian, I began to realize, until I became more specifically a creationist. And upon becoming a creationist, I began to realize that things that didn't interest me all that much before, these are the handiwork of God. This is the creation of God. This is the artwork of God. And I developed an interest that I never had before. Now, that interest, interestingly, was, was also born out of a heart to worship God. When we ask, is the creation evolution important? In the Bible, there, there seem to be three events that are remembered often, and that the Bible tells us to worship God for these things in particular. In the New Testament, it's the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. We remember the Lord with the breaking of bread, the communion, the Lord's Supper. We, are recall, we recall regularly this tremendous victory of the cross, the death of Christ for our sins, and the resurrection from the dead. And we worship God for this. In the Old Testament, the big event seems to have been the Passover, the deliverance of Israel out of their 400-year slavery in Egypt. And, and the Passover, as they were delivered by the mighty hand of God, the Jewish people remember this every year, the Passover. They celebrate the Passover, their deliverance from Egypt, their redemption. And they worship God for this. And we're to worship God, and we're to remember this tremendous thing. God delivered a whole nation in a day. What a mighty, mighty God. He delivered them out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, and then into the Promised Land, ultimately. But there's a third event that seems to draw the attention in Scripture that we should worship God for, and that is that God is our Creator. It goes back to the very, very first chapters of the Bible that God it explains how God created the world. And then throughout the scripture, know that the Lord, he is our maker. We didn't make ourselves. Know that the Lord is our maker. He is our creator. He Fearfully and wonderfully are we made. <clears throat> As I sit with myself, the more I've discovered about the creation, the more I praise God. I hope you've stood, I'm sure you have, under a starry night 
and looked up into the stars and the, and the, been out somewhere where there's not city lights around and you can see the millions of stars up there and it's an overwhelming thought. I've known people who don't believe in God, atheists, who tell me they stand under the starry night and they, they feel something that tells them there must be a God after all. There's got to be something, someone, some great creator out there. I look at the starry night. I stand by the seashore and I see the seas. The Bible tells us that God created the seas and all that's in them. I look at the human body, this magnificent, magnificent organism of you and me. I look at a brain that we have that far surpasses any supercomputer that has ever been made. I look at our circulatory system that nine months after conception, with a little baby grandson born recently, Jude Thomas, Jude Thomas. And Jude, at his birth, would have had, are you ready for this? 60,000 miles of circulatory system in his 60,000 miles. 59,000, over 59,000 of them wouldn't even have been visible without microscope. But 60,000 miles, a whole U.S. interstate system is only 48,000 miles. And all that formed in that little human being, the circuitry system, uh, a, a nervous system that transmits information faster than fiber optic cables, a heart that beats dependent upon a brain sending signals to it that pumps blood through the circuitry system, that lungs that are developed that breathe in air for the first time, after being in amniotic fluid, came through the birth canal and suddenly that water, if it was back in water again, now would drown, but now breathes in air. What a miracle. What a miracle. And the thing that irks me so much is that evolution, this idea that it just happened by chance, it robs God of glory. That's what bothers me. The Bible says we should worship him who created us. I read from Revelation chapter 14, verse 7. And the angel said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and the springs of water. Worship him who created it all. You know, the Bible has a day of worship called the Sabbath. A day of rest. Why do we have the Sabbath? Because in six days the Lord created the heaven and the earth, and the seventh day he rested. And ideally, every day the the people would celebrate the Sabbath. You and I should have this day of, of a day where we specifically honor God. You and I should have that. And what wh why do we have that day? We have that day because we remember that God is our creator. We have that day in honor of God, the creator and that we are made in his image. And as he worked and created for six days and rest on the seventh, that's what we remember and that's what we follow. I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but in our, in our calendar, in our time, we have several things. We have a year, which is determined by the amount of time it takes the earth to uh, revolve or rot revolve around the sun. We have a month, which basically uh, is based on the time it takes for the moon to revolve around the, um, the earth. We have a day, which is basically the 
time frame, the 24 hours that it takes for the Earth to rotate one time uh, in reference to the sun. Why do we have a week? Why do we have a week? We, we have a day, we have a week, we have a month, we have a year. Those are our four basic measurements that all societies around the world have had. It makes sense to why we have the day. I mean, we can look at the relation to the sun and the moon to know why we have the day, month, and year. Why do we have the week? Well, I'll tell you. There is no natural explanation. The week was given to us by God on the creation week. Six days he created the heavens and the earth. The seventh day he rested. And people all over the world have this week. Cultures throughout time have had the week. I believe it comes from this, the creation week that God created way back in the beginning. And so in our day, in our day, science, even, and with all this pandemic and all, people you know, follow the science, follow the science. For many people, science has become the new God. Scientism, the new religion. Science itself has changed definitions. If you go back to the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, which you can find online, the first dictionary in America, and Webster defined science as the search for truth, and he said the most important one, the most important exact truth you must have is the knowledge of God. And he saw that science or theology, the study of God, was central to all knowledge, all science. Nowadays, if you look in the dictionary and look for a definition of science, it simply refers to the physical world, the material world, and discovering facts about that. Science is now by definition, whereas once science was seen, the glue that holds all science, all search for truth and knowledge together, the glue that holds it all together is theology. The queen of science is the knowledge of God. Now that has been so rejected by modern science, it simply says it's of the physical world, and God is left out because God, of course, is spirit. And so, my friends, does this matter? I believe it does. That doesn't mean if you don't believe in creation, you're going to go to hell. It doesn't mean that. But I believe it may, makes such a difference. Worship God. Worship our Creator. You and I are no accident. This miracle machine you see every time you look in the mirror is no accident. The, the Every part of us, the eye, the brain, the ability to speak, the ability to hear, to touch, to move, all you and I are a magnificent, magnificent organism, a living organism, the masterpiece, the creation of God. And we worship him who did all this. You are not the result of chance. You are the masterpiece of God. Father in heaven, we bless you today. <laughs> We worship you as our creator. We thank you that it is the Lord who made us, not we ourselves. We're not descended from some other animal. We're not the Lord. The chasm between us and any other animal you ever created is magnificent. It's, it's, it's unbridgeable. So we said yesterday, Lord, as we talked about what chimpanzee that we're thought to be the close to, what chimpanzee has ever written a book, started a university, composed a symphony, made a movie, flew an airplane. Lord, what, who's ever, what, what chimpanzee has ever pondered the meaning of life, made a, a decision based on moral reasoning and thought? Lord, you have made us in your image. We're no mere accident. We're not a mutation. We're not a chance. 
we are created by the hand of God, fearfully and wonderfully made. We thank you, Lord, from the from what we see in, as we look in a mirror and we consider what's visible right down to that which we can't see with the naked eye, the, the DNA that, that has that, that is more complex than any book that's ever been written, more complex than, than, than any operating system of a computer ever done. We thank you fearfully and wonderfully made. We worship you. Lord, I just say to you personally, I am, I am distressed to see so many people in our culture, in our world, that they, they rob you of the glory. They rob you, the master artist of the masterpiece you've created, and they say you didn't do it. And Father, it grieves me and it grieves us. And how we pray for a day, how we pray for in our own lives, Lord, that we would honor you, our creator, and how we pray for our children, and our friends, Lord, that we would honor you as our creator, give you the glory you deserve, and we bless you. Thank you, you know, also as our creator, you know how we work. You know how to fix the, that which has gone wrong with us. Lord, we so often look to science and psychology and things like this to fix us. We thank you that you're able to do this. Jesus, you're the one who knows how to heal. You heal us. Father, you heal our diseases. You heal the diseases of our soul. You've healed this deep, deep problem of our rebellion and our alienation from you. We thank you for Jesus, our Savior and our Creator, because through him, all things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being. Father, from you today and to you and through you, through you and to you are all praise and glory, our Creator our sustainer, and our judge. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, folks. God bless you. You have a great day. I trust you will walk today in the power of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the joy of the Lord. And remember, you're the light of the world wherever you go. Remember whose you are and who made you. And he made you with a plan. He's got plans for your very day, this day. God bless you, and we'll see you tomorrow morning right here on our Daily Word and Prayer. Thanks, and bye-bye.